Episode 2, My Online Knight in Shining Armor. Hey guys, welcome back to Love is What You Make It. It's Luna. If you didn't watch the first episode, let me just quickly reintroduce myself. I have been married for five years and in this relationship for eight years overall. And basically this whole podcast is a recap on my journey of love and how I got here, how I have managed to have this successful eight-year relationship and five-year marriage. Um, And yeah, and just to give you guys insight along the way on what I've learned and hopefully in return, I will be able to help you. Also, as a reminder, there will be a new episode every single Friday, so stay tuned for that as well. So yeah, we're going to pick up where we left off. And basically, after I escaped that domestic violence situation, I wound up in Miami the very next day. I didn't get time to pack anything. All I brought with me was my dog and a little backpack. And that's about it. So, when I got to Miami, it was like a different country. Bruh. (laughs) I was like, what the what? Bruh. There's like chickens running in the road, goats in the road. Um, People literally have goats and chickens as their pets in their yard. And like the people there are just so much different than what I'm used to. The weather, the traffic, everything was just, it was just a huge culture shock when I first got to Miami. And that led me to some great depression. I was so depressed. I was lonely. So, you know, what do lonely and depressed people tend to do? They tend to go online and seek friendships online (laughs) because, you know, I, I just have always been the kind of person to kind of keep to myself. So, It's really hard for me to approach somebody and say, hey, you know, let's talk. I'm interested in being your friend, you know. It's easier for me to just go online and um, try to meet people. And that's what I did. Um, I did end up meeting quite a few people and they were all just crazy. None of them worked out um, as friends, you know, mostly. I didn't really go on there as much to kind of find a boyfriend or whatever. I was more so just trying to make friends, you know. I was in a whole new state, a whole new city, and I just wanted to make friends. And so, yeah, that wasn't really going well for me um, for that first year. But, you know, my main focus was just getting on my feet because, you know, I just I just can't live with my parents. It's just not ideal for me. So I worked very hard and within... Let's see, I got there in July. By September, I had my own place. And yeah, it was nice. It was sweet. And so once I was um, in my own place, in my own space, I really started finding my passion again when it comes to different hobbies like writing, um, you know, playing music and things like that. So at the time where I met my husband, we met through OkCupid, of course, online. At that time, I was more settled, but I was more so just happy in terms of being happy with myself and where I was at at that point. So here is how our first little interaction went. So he messaged me first. He swears that I looked at his profile first because back then OkCupid would notify you when someone sees your profile. Um, But I don't remember ever seeing him. 
but yeah, he messaged me, hey, and I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's cute, yeah, and so I messaged him back, and we talked for about a week before we even met, then it was great um, conversation back and forth, he was very, very persistent, uh, very persistent in carrying the conversation, he really put in that effort um, to talk to me, to get to know me, and things like that. And then we finally made plans to meet at the mall. Um, and so the plan was to just meet at the mall and then watch a movie because there was a movie theater inside the mall. So when we first locked eyes at the mall, I always say it was like that scene from Titanic where uh, Rose was at the top of the steps and Jack was at the bottom waiting for her, um, except it was the opposite. He was at the top of the escalator and I was at the bottom. And then as soon as I, you know, as soon as we locked eyes, he smiled and kind of did like a wave kind of thing. And I could tell he was nervous. And I was just like, oh, he's so cute. Like he looked so much better in person compared to his photos. But, um, yeah, I was, like, excited about, you know, how cute he was, and he just seemed so sweet, and instantly I felt like I could trust him, and I felt safe with him. So, yeah, um, we went to the movies, and then, um, he drops me home, and that was our first date, essentially, and it was great. And so, yeah, after that, we went on a second date, and then by the third date, he practically moved in with me. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. <gasps> Due to the whole situation that he was in, he was practically homeless because of um, the fact that he was sleeping on the floor of his friend's dorm because he had lost his dorm since it was very expensive and he was going to university. So, you know, me being the kind-hearted, sweet person that I am, I'm like, hey, you know, I have extra room at my place if you, you know, want to stay with me. That was literally, like, the third date. <laughs> and literally that same day, he brought his stuff and moved in with me. <laughs> we weren't official by then. He wanted to ask me to be his girlfriend much sooner, but I kind of hinted to him how nice it would be if our anniversary could be on my birthday, which was just a couple of weeks away from that point. And so, yeah, um, on my birthday, he took me to the beach, and as we were walking along the beach, um, he looked at me, and he's like, Will you be my girlfriend? And I'm like, yes, and then we kissed, and it was sweet. I, I will always cherish that moment, um, solidifying our love and relationship. And I say love because I remember falling for him very, very, very quickly. I mean, I just, I felt like I knew him uh, my whole life. And, you know, he felt the same and we were just connected at the hip. So here are some takeaways that I have for you. If you are in a situation where you are wanting to meet someone new or you have just met someone new and maybe you're not sure how it's going or where it's going to go. So a few key takeaways. The first thing I want to say is that if you are looking for someone, I highly suggest that you Put yourself out there and you also keep an open mind. 
these days, um, especially the dating sites these days, they're completely different than they were eight years ago. I felt like eight years ago, people were more serious about wanting to actually date and be in a relationship compared to now. But basically, you have to keep an open mind, A, but also take what people say at face value and don't kind of put your own hopes and dreams into what may be instead of what actually is. And make sure to ask the hard questions first and to state what you're looking for right off the bat on the first date. Don't even waste time because when I met Tony, I told him straight up, like, I'm looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> and so he knew exactly what I was looking for. And, you know, thankfully it turned out he was looking for the same. Um, he was looking for a girlfriend. So yeah, it worked out that way. So basically when it comes to putting yourself out there, be open and really put yourself out there. Don't judge a book by its cover because like I mentioned, Tony looked so much better in person compared to that um, one or two pictures that he had on his profile. Um, so keep that in mind as well. Um, people tend to look much better in person, if you ask me, <laughs> um, compared to their pictures. Um, and also be sure to state exactly what it is that you want right away. And hold those boundaries. Just because you're very attracted to someone or, you know, they have a lot of things on your checklist, just because that may apply, that does not mean that they might change what they're looking for into what you're looking for. For example, let's say you meet someone, they're very attractive, they have a lot of things on your checklist, but they say that they're not looking for anything serious right now. Don't just bypass that. That is very important. And you really have to take what they say at face value. Like you really have to take that seriously and not waste your time. I mean, yes, they're attractive. Yes, they have a lot of things on your checklist. But if they're saying that they don't want to be serious right now, they don't want to be tied up or my favorite they want to just go with the flow, aka they're just not ready to commit to anything right now, believe them and don't bypass that and think, okay, um, maybe, you know, if I, if I spend a month or two with them, they'll, they'll change your mind, their mind and they'll want to be in a relationship. No, there are people out there just like me, just like Tony, who will say, that they are looking for a relationship. They are looking to build something. And you just have to keep swiping left until you find somebody who wants the same thing that you want because that's very important. You have to start off a relationship on the same page. For example, you know, on the first date, they say that they never want to get married. That's important. You don't just bypass that and just hope that after some time they change their mind. Same thing as if they don't want children, things like that. Like you have to ask the hard questions right away just so that nobody wastes their time, nobody gets their feelings hurt, nobody feels used or betrayed and things like that. Always ask the important questions. 
So what I would suggest is to just make out a list of, you know, everything that you want, everything you're looking for, and apply that list, apply those questions to whoever you come across who you feel may be a good match. So yeah, um, that pretty much wraps up episode two. I just wanted to give you guys those basic tips when it comes to finding a partner, defining a relationship, and overall just getting what it is that you are looking for. Another thing that I wanted to point out before I go is that it is very important for you as an individual to realize that there's only so much that you can control and what you can control is yourself in terms of improving yourself. Before you go ahead and say, okay, I'm ready for a relationship, you should really make sure that you are the best version of yourself that you can be um, at that point. You know, focus on that self-healing, focus on that self-improvement so that when you do meet your person, you'll be the best version of you, which tends to lead to a smoother relationship. You know, if there are certain flaws or insecurities that tend to lead to issues for you, then address those things work on those things work on yourself focus on yourself um just like I mentioned in the beginning how right before I met Tony I got back into my passions I started you know playing music again I started writing again and just you know taking care of myself that way self-care that's very important because you want to be the best version of you when you are meeting your potential life partner Because if you are happy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, your partner would pick up on that. And that is what would attract them to you, essentially. In the next episode, we will talk more about a partner pursuing another. um, In this case, Tony pursuing me. And why it's important for you ladies to let a man pursue you while you just sit on your throne like the goddess that you are and let love come to you so yeah don't forget we have a new episode every friday morning and as always stay blessed stay true and stay unconditionally happy Mm